Welcome to our spooky episode. Oh, welcome to this week's episode of Believe That Out. We are still in Austin, Texas, and we are doing our spooky episode today. So we put out on all of our socials. If you have a spooky story to share, send it in. And we got quite a few. So I'm actually really excited. Neither of us have read these stories yet. We want to do a blind reaction with each other. So she's got our Google Forms up. I've got the emails up and we're going to get this party started. So cheers. Cheers. Spicy. I feel like a new version of me. It's fucking four o'clock in the afternoon. It's five o'clock somewhere. We're on vacation. It doesn't count. Yeah, this is vacation for us. Yeah. And I like my wine. Really, any time of the day works for me, to be honest. All times. Anytime, all the time. All times. Every time. Anything to de stress sounds great. Ooh. Okay. I was trying to remember to not move too much. <laughs> Why? Because remember when we were for the last episode? Oh, yeah, we got yelled at. Yeah, we got yelled at. It's fine. All right, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Oh, I can go first. Do it. Okay. So this one is from Christina. Thank you, Christina. We're going to read your spooky story now. <laughs> Everybody buckle up. Here we go. Keep your hands and feet in the vehicle at all times. Head facing forward. Do not look to your left or right. Years ago, I never believed in spirits or them messing with, your, messing with you physically. My in-laws always use... Hold on. I can't read this. And hold it at the same time. My in-laws always used to say they had spirits of my mother-in-law. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. There's some typos in here. I just got to make sure that I'm like reading this right. That one sip of wine really already did me in. My in-laws always used to say they had spirits of my mother-in-law brothers, my mother-in-law's brother in her house. One day we were having dinner, drinking some beer, and the bottle caps for uh, the bottle bottle caps uh, that were left on the counter. I'm just gonna have to make up some words here, just so you know. Sorry, guys. With no one around, they started flying off the counter. I was also washed, watching their house, no dogs, anything, and I heard dancing on their bedroom in their bedroom one evening. And one day, and no one was home. No one was home. No one, no dogs, no pets, no anything. No one was home. And she heard dancing in their bedroom. And one day during Easter, we were praying over our meal and we had secured a bottle of champagne that had not been touched. Just the aluminum was off. As we were praying about our late grandmother, the champagne cork popped off. Needless to say, I now believe in spirits. (laughs) Girl, I believe in spirits too. That shit is wild. Granny said, pop that champagne. <laughs> you go, Granny. You know how to party. Go, Granny. It's your birthday. <laughs> go to party like it's your That's birthday. Scary. I would be like, what the hell? That would be terrifying. To have the bottle caps fly off the table and then the cork. Yeah. That's a big drinker. Whoever it is. I want to party with Granny. I want to party with Granny. Wherever Granny is, I want to go there. <laughs> granny, I'm coming for you. Okay. So this person sent in two. But I'm going to only read one for right now and then I'll go again. Okay. The first one takes place when I was in early high school. So around 2013-ish. To set the scene, my two best friends, let's call them Megan and Brittany, and I all lived on the same street, only two houses away from each other. We typically all hung out together. But this one night, it was just myself and Brittany because Megan was visiting her grandma. Brittany and I were hanging out in the room doing whatever the heck high schoolers do. Brittany had a black Newfoundland named Luke at the time. If you don't know what a Newfoundland is, it's a very large dog that looks like a bear. I was sitting on a chair in Brittany's room that was facing the door when it cracked open a little. Luke walked past the door. I know because I saw a big black figure walk by. So naturally, I called his name to come into the room to say hi. When I said his name, Luke turned around to look at me. And then I saw it was not the dog. Okay. (laughs) Okay. It was a black shadow like figure with red eyes crouched down, walking on all fours as if it would have been human like if it was standing on two feet. I screamed, slammed the door shut and told Brittany what I just saw. As I was running towards the door, I saw the shadow figure walk away from Brittany's door and into her brother's room. So not only did I see this thing through the cracked door for the first time, but then again, right before I shut it. So I'm pretty sure it wasn't my mind playing tricks on me, especially because this is not the first paranormal thing that I've encountered in my life. 
Brittany's mom came up to make sure everything was okay since she just heard me scream, and she confirmed that Luke had been and was still fast asleep downstairs in the living room. Spooky. Well, it gets better. The next day, Megan tells us that on her way drive home from her grandma's, she saw this weird black shadow figure with red eyes that was crouched down on all four legs along the tree line. She said it felt like it looked her right in the eyes and just like the thing did to me at Brittany's house. I told Megan about what happened to me. And after discussing, we realized both incidents happened to us within the same hour. Double spooky. Look at my body. I'm covered in chills. What the heck? Terrifying. So the girl that wasn't even with them saw the same thing on her way home. That's that's not for me. Nope. Nope. And the fact that she saw it twice in the house. And the do- and it wasn't the dog. And it had red eyes. The red eyes would knock, literally get me on the floor right there. Like, I would just be like, kill me See, now. See, I don't even believe that kind of stuff. Oh. Like, I believe in ghosts and stuff. But, like, that? Like, what is that? Oh, I totally believe in that shit. Totally. But what is it? In, like, an evil spirit being thing. <laughs> That's just trapped on Earth to terrorize humans. I don't fuck with this kind of stuff. Okay. I don't either. Like, I, this is, scares me. I feel like, honestly, that's why I don't like to talk about scary stuff because then I feel like I'm welcoming it I know. It I'll in. be paranoid for quite some time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. Like, I'm welcome. Like, I'm like, okay, sure. I'm like, ooh. I don't want <laughs> <laughs> to do it. <laughs> okay, let me just read the first couple lines in my head first to make sure there's no typos <laughs> in this one because I want to make sure this is spooky. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> okay, I don't know if this counts. Wait, this one's from Lauren. So thanks, Lauren. I don't know if this counts because it's not like ghosts or what have you, but right before my freshman year of college began, I had to go on a scholarship retreat. Just a required a required trip with a group of people also getting a certain scholarship. So I don't want to I don't want to go at all because I get very anxious in social settings where I don't know anyone. In this case, since I was a freshman, I knew no one. I had to drive from Nashville to Birmingham because that's where my school was. I had to leave at like 4 a.m. to make it there in time. And I was so scared and anxious about going that before I left, I literally prayed to God that this, oh, I just got goosebumps. I prayed to God that that is get in a, that I don't get in a wreck so I didn't have, or that I would get in a wreck so I didn't have to go. 30 minutes before me, I was like, wait, did I just read that right? Let me read that again. 30 minutes before getting into Birmingham, I fell asleep and hit a guardrail, completely ripped off the front of my car and flipped. Lauren. Wow, Lauren. Lauren. You really manifested that. But I was totally unharmed and I didn't hit anyone else. Okay, good. Of course, my mom still made me go on the trip <laughs> since I wasn't hurt, but me. she made me. So she made me. Me. Literally. I'm like, that's amazing. Actually, that's what my mom would do too. Yeah, I was just about to say, that's a Connie thing. Okay, sorry. Oh, and I love this. And it became my closest group of college friends. But that was the scariest thing that ever happened to me. And the fact that I literally prayed for it which is dumb question mark was so spooky to me. Whatever God you believe in is listening y'all. And he, he, he ain't having time for your bullshit. He ain't having time for your bullshit either. Lauren. <laughs> that is so true though. Seriously. Yeah. When people say that, like what you put out there is it's listening to you. Oh yeah. No, I totally believe in that. Manifestation is a really big thing. Mm-hmm. And God gave you what you wanted. Raphael tells me all the time, your tongue is powerful. So like, watch what you say. Oh, yeah. My mom, when we were growing up, she was always like, your mouth's going to get you in trouble to me, my sister, anyone who said something smart. (laughs) Okay. So this person also sent a second story. So she said, this poor girl has two. Oh, I got a couple that I could share. It's bad. Second story throws it all the way back to elementary school. So maybe around 2007. This is the first ghost slash paranormal experience I've ever had. So I have no clue what was going on. I was on my trampoline in my backyard with my little brother and my neighbor. It was getting dark, but my house backed up to thick woods, so it seemed even darker back there. The three of us were jumping, laughing, being kids, and out of nowhere was this man in the woods just standing there with a top hat on. I saw him first and pointed him out to the others, and we all just stared back at him. Again, it was dark, and he was still in the woods, so all we could do was make out his silhouette of a man with a hat. He started to walk closer to the zipper entrance of the trampoline, but still couldn't make out his facial features. Obviously, we started panicking because a strange man was approaching us, and there was no other way to leave the trampoline because he was blocking the only exit. All of a sudden, he was gone. 
At this point in time, I had never seen a ghost or really heard about anyone seeing one, so I fully thought this was a real man. So I grabbed my brother and booked it towards the house, thinking this man was under the trampoline for some reason. I got myself and my brother into the house and looked out the window to see my neighbor running towards her house, and the black shadow man was standing next to the trampoline watching her. My dad went out to check the backyard in the woods to make sure nobody was there, which, shocker, there was not. And my parents just told us that it was our imagination... Honestly, a few years I forgot about it and didn't think anything of it until the middle slash high school when I was when I read something about the shadow man slash the hat man. The description of what people had seen matched mine completely. I have read two theories. One, the shadow man is an evil entity. And two, he is a protective entity that watches over you. I don't know which one I believe and I pretty much refuse to do any more research because it scares me and I'm not trying to manifest that back into my life. (laughs) That's funny. But I can say that I did not feel a sense of evil or fear from the figure itself, but more so the fear of my thoughts of it being a real human man that was coming to abduct us. I have felt, quote unquote, evil slash bad presences and spirits, whatever you want to call them. So I know that's not what I felt that night on the trampoline. But let me tell you, I will never forget that. And I now 100% know that it was not a real man that night. That is so weird. That is so weird. But I do believe that, like, you see things. and. My, I'm going to say it's a protective because in my yeah. own mind, if I see someone with the top hat, that would scare the shit out of me. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's protective, but that's so scary. Vibes are not for me. Vibes are not high. Vibes are not high with that. No, no. Like if I see something, I am either running, fainting or just giving in. Like if there's no hope for me, I'm like, I, okay. I don't know. I think it depends because like those houses that are like, like Haunted? demonic, that oh. shit. No, I would never go in there. No, you could not pay me. But like ghosts, I don't know. Even, if they're like harmful, yeah, no, I don't want anything to do with it. But even like a haunted house, like walking through a haunted house for me, I will not. I wonder what, like why ghosts, like why some spirits go away, but some stay. Like I always wondered that. There's a lot of theories about it, depending on the, like the re- religion you believe in. Yeah. But they say it's like a holding place for like people that aren't like necessarily good or bad, but they never maybe heard the word or heard about God. So they didn't have the opportunity to believe. So they're just kind of in this like, empty space to like work through whatever they had to work through before they passed is it so true instead of working on themselves still in the afterlife they're fucking tormenting people yeah just terrorizing people for fun with yeah, top hats makes sense and why no they're faces. in a holding period <laughs> oh okay that's not for me those stories that were said in were by olivia so thank you olivia for sending those in and olivia i'm so sorry you had to go I'm through so that sorry olivia but you're very well spoken via um email so that's yeah. a pro yeah that's a pro i'm glad that that glad that we figured that one out okay <laughs> here we go moving on to another one these always give me goosebumps okay this one's from brianna she hasn't even started reading and she's got the goosebumps literally that's how you can tell she, she I don't, don't fuck I don't, with this stuff i don't deal with dark humor and dark shit i'm like this is scary i don't like it Ooh. Raphael's going to tickle our feet at night tonight. <laughs> I'll literally kick him. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> okay, go All ahead. Right. Sorry. I think you need to give some context to that story later because it does. No, it's fine. Bleep that out. Bleep that out. Why okay. Here is a next, another spooky story. <laughs> spooky story. <laughs> so here's my spooky story. To be honest, I think this is more of a funny, dark humor story than a spooky. Thank you, Brianna. You know I needed this. I appreciate you, but I still wanted to share. Okay. Sorry, I'm reading for like a little Google thing and I have to like make sure it's perfect. Otherwise, it will not go over well. My dad passed about eight years ago and we were still super close. Sad. I believed in your loved ones sending you signs after they've passed. I have had a lamp in my living room that my dad actually bought for my mom as a gift a couple years before he died. This lamp will randomly turn itself on and off. And I had a, I have a running joke with my roommate that it's my dad. One day I had a friend over sitting on the couch right next to the lamp. The lamp suddenly turned off and I laughed explaining the inside joke that this was my dad. As soon as I finished explaining the light turned back on, my friend was genuinely freaked out, but honestly, I thought it was funny. I use humor to cope with trauma, but this just seemed like too much of a coincidence. Hope you guys can also laugh at one of my dark humors. (laughs) No, I really believe that. I believe that's a thing. I totally believe that's a thing. Yeah. I totally believe that's a thing. Because they want, I feel like the people that look out for you always look out for you and they want you to know that 
they're still here. Yeah. I wish I had that. Um, I really do. Like, I'm like, that would be so dope. Like if my dad's like consistently turning the lights off, I'd be like, fuck you, Bill. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Quit You're messing like, with you me, man. Would. Wait, I don't have any where I feel like his spirit is really like that. I almost wish. I feel like you see a lot of birds. Yeah, but I want something physical like that. Yeah, like something where you're like, I know that this 100%, is... A hundred percent, that's my dad, like, is physically in the room with us right yeah. now. Yeah. It's very Maybe weird. it's to come. Who knows? Probably not. He's too lazy. He was lazy on earth. He'll be lazy in heaven. If our lights start He'll turning off... He'll be like, off, uh, I gotta turn the lights on and off for you, bitch. Yeah, right. You're you, fine. You could do that yourself. Right. You got Raphael for that. <laughs> you got Raphael for that. Okay, this one is from Jenna. She said, my girlfriends and I every year take a spooky girls trip to Salem, Massachusetts. Fun. That's a no for me. In 2022, we stayed at the Hawthorne Hotel, which is allegedly one of the most haunted hotels in America. I'll premise this with I do believe in spooky slash haunted things, but I have never had uh, any experiences up until this one. If you look up the background of the Hawthorne Hotel, there are lots of stories and experiences people have had and many details about how the hotel became haunted. Anyways, we never went there to try and experience anything. We just love our spooky girls trips and it's one of it's always one for the books. It was three of us staying in the hotel room. I was bunked up with my friend in one bed and her sister in the other. I woke up. I say woke up because this was this felt way different than a dream state than I have never ever had before. And there was a silhouette sitting on the edge of my bed. I again on the edge of my bed. I don't even know how to describe it other than it looked like some sort of alien creature that was just sitting there staring at me. I just remember telling myself over and over and over again, it wasn't real and that I was dreaming. I remember trying to just close my eyes and open them again, hoping it was gone, which at some point worked and I have no idea how. And I know I took a long time, but I fell back asleep again. The next thing I woke up to was not what I thought was what I thought was the radio on the alarm clock going off. I looked over and at that time it was 4.30 in the morning. I went to push the alarm clock off and realized there was nothing coming from the alarm clock. I laid back oh. down, again, told myself this isn't real or I just, I'd just be here in a radio from another room and I was just lying there. And then I heard a woman's voice saying over and over to beat of the drum on the radio, come to the other side, come to the other side, come to the other side. Her voice was clear as day. I sat there in a somewhat paralyzed state for I don't even know how long. All I know was that I thought if I moved, something terrible was going to happen to me. I laid there wide awake until my friend finally woke up. And I just remember screaming, thank God, and busting out what happened. And her sister asked why I didn't wake them up. And I couldn't explain why. I just, I didn't. I just felt paralyzed. And like I knew something bad was going to happen if I moved. I don't remember when the woman's voice stopped her chant with the radio, but I 1000% know I didn't think I could ever stay in that hotel. And I was terrified to fall asleep every night for the week after. That is so crazy. I literally have nothing to say. That is terrifying. That is so crazy. So one of the stories I have is my mom, when she was a kid, they lived in, so like her parents bought this, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's an old farmhouse Mm -hmm. and you can like pick those houses up and move them. Like they move it on like this big ass semi truck and that's how her parents house came. Oversized load. Literally. So her whole house, my mom's house is like this old ass house. They don't know where it came from. They just bought this house and they moved it to like their acreage of land. And like when you walk in the house, it's like this big old wooden house with like a really creepy back pastor, like all this stuff, pasture. And I said pastor like a priest, um, pasture. I was like, there's a pastor that came with the house. That's terrifying already. No, 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 no. right, right, right. So they had this pasture off the back and it had like a creepy like street light almost, but it was in the backyard. It was like a big street light that was in the yard. And instead of being like a warm yellow, it was like that LED like blue and it would like flicker. Fun. Anyways, this house was fucking creepy. It was all wood. It was split up too. So like the master was on the left side of the house and then there was two bedrooms on that side. So my mom and her younger brother were on that side of the house, complete opposite side of the house. My mom woke up in the middle of the night one night and there was someone sitting at the end of her bed staring at her. And she was like, I literally, she was like, I couldn't believe it. She's like, I looked up and in like the mattress, like the mattress and like her comforter was even like, there was a butt. Like a dip? Yeah. There was something sitting there. And my mom was like, I literally remember it like it was yesterday. It was an older man. And uh, she was like, I don't know the storyline behind it, but it was like right after they got that house. And my mom was like, freaked the fuck out ever since then. 
the weirdest shit would happen at that house all the time too. That so I'm like, so yeah, no. scary. They yeah, do no. say like, I don't know if it's real or not, but there's rumors that children can see like yeah. spirits and like adults can't because yeah. we're closed off to the idea. Whereas like kids don't know. So like they go to the kids. Yeah. But my dad had a situation like that because his dad died when he was four and he died in their house, like in their basement. Yeah. And my dad was actually the one that found him like in the morning. Ugh. Cause he was downstairs. My grandma was upstairs or his mom was upstairs. And ever since then he's like, he would be like, I would hear footsteps. I would smell like cigarette smoke. And like, I, it was just yeah. little faint things like that. And he was like, after he passed about a year to the day or it was a very specific date. And I don't remember. It might've been a year. It might've been like the anniversary of his death. But what happened was my dad was like, I saw this figure. I woke up in the middle of the night, saw this figure walking by my room, walking to my mom's room. He ran to try to go open the door figure was gone he's like okay whatever didn't think anything of it happened the next night and it kept happening over and over and over but he couldn't figure out figure out who the man was he's like it was a man he was wearing a hat he was doing like he could say how he was dressed but there was no face and he was scared shitless he was like i literally would just stay in bed and just like stare at the man and just watch him he's like i was too afraid to close my eyes like didn't want to sleep because that's terrifying. Yeah. And he said, finally one night the man came and was standing on the corner of the door and just leaning, watching him. And he went, the guy went to go turn on the light and my dad really jumped for the light at the same time. Their hands touched and he never saw the man again. I literally have goosebumps again. Just thinking about it. Like I like literally have like, yeah, goosebumps. My whole, look at my body. Literally look at me. It's so scary. I'm like, that is terrifying. He touched his hand. Like he felt yeah. a hand. Yeah. He felt a hand. And he's like, I felt the hand. And as soon as our hands met and touched and the light turned on, he's like, I've never seen him again since. I'm like, that is so scary. Yeah. That's really creepy. I was at a girlfriend's house when we were really young, probably like 10 to 12. And we were downstairs. Her whole family like had an upstairs and they like finished off the downstairs and she was the only one downstairs. It's all bad downstairs. No, it was a beautiful basement. Like it was, it was gorgeous. It was done really well, but like her parents and her sister were upstairs. And you know, like sleepovers, you stay yeah. up late or whatever. Well, we had gone to sleep, like completely gone to sleep. And we heard her, we thought it was her dad talking to us, like ta- literally like asking us questions or like Catherine, like saying our names. And we were like, okay, weird. Didn't think anything of it. We went to sleep. We literally go to sleep. We cu- the next thing we know is her mom is like downstairs checking on us. And she was like, what are you guys doing awake? And we're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, and she was like, I can hear you girls like giggling and laughing and blah, 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 blah. And we're like, no, we're asleep. Anyways, the next morning happens. Like we I was over there for the weekend or whatever. The next morning happens and we're talking about it. And her mom was like, girls, like I, you guys were playing with me. Like you, I could hear you girls upstairs, like from downstairs giggling. And we were like, no, we were not. You like, we promise you we were not. And then we were like talking to her dad. We're like, and why were you downstairs like asking, uh, like calling our names? And he was like, what are you talking about? He was like, I never went down there. So then the next night we're sleep, like no, we couldn't piece it together. The next night I sleep over again and I'm like, we hear the same fucking giggling in the same man's voice. So we're like, okay, we're going to go upstairs and feel like, see if someone's fucking with us. We go upstairs, the refrigerator door is open. And so like you come up the stairs and like the kitchen's back here. But when you're coming up the stairs, you're not facing the kitchen. You have to like go around a curve and then like you see the kitchen. So we like come up and we see the fridge is open. Cause you can see like the light is on. We come around the corner and the fridge door slams shut and there's nobody up there. Nobody at all. Nope. Nope. Burn the house down. That's your only option. Burn I was the house like, down. I li- like, again, I have the, ju- it was, so- we were like, what the fuck is happening? I and to this day, I'm sure her parents didn't believe us. We're like, no, that was not like a fake thing. Like that was a real life thing. When you're young too, you're trying to like hide from your parents. Like, no, we're not up. Yeah. It's like, no, we're not joking around. No. But like, that's terrifying. A thousand percent. We were asleep. That yes. is so scary. Not for me. Um, heck no, that is not for me. I am trying to think if I have any more. Oh, my mom has one where she randomly at, this was like recent too. So there's a couple of spooky stories with her. So she actually moved around every year as a kid. Okay. And she, her dad was a pastor, started new churches. Mom wasn't working cause she took care of the kids and then worked at the schools that they started. And they didn't have a lot of money cause they were on a pastor salary. They moved into a house and that house had, there was a murder that had took place in the basement. Yeah wild and I was like you would move in there and she's like well they had six kids like it was just an option but they didn't clean the house 
So the kids, like my mom's like, I remember cleaning bloodstains off of the walls because we had to clean it to like live there. Move in. And this was way back, way back when. But I'm like, that's so terrifying. And I asked her, like, did anything like paranormal happen? Like because someone was murdered in the house? And she was like, no. But I want to say it's because like the faith base that like my grandpa had, like would that wouldn't even entertain the idea. But I'm like, still, the fact that she had to go through that was so, so scary. Like I'm like, I couldn't even imagine. Also living in a house that someone was murdered in. We did would yeah one of my houses in florida my parents bought it he wasn't necessarily murdered but he he was overdosed and he died in the house damn yeah did anything spooky ever happen there Mm-mm. So, not that i'm aware of so crazy yeah well, i mean i mean they have i mean it makes sense because it's like you do have to disclose i feel that. like there's a lot of places that you wouldn't realize like the airbnb my dad died in that's fucking creepy yeah. but like nobody would know he died there Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like somebody could have been in here and we would never know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. It's just weird. Because I'm think sure about. that listing on Airbnb is still up and my dad's, you know what I mean? Like yeah. what a fucking weird ass thought that is. That is such a weird thought. It's almost like I felt, I really did feel bad for the owner of that house of like, yeah. Now it's like, now I have to disclose that. Oh, we did. Cause we're like, well, one, we're leaving a day early and this is what just went down. Like, right. Just, so you know, but yeah, even like once the paramedics like took his body out and all that stuff. You would never know. I wonder if that's where he is, like haunting that Airbnb. We went to um, Estes Park to the hotel. What is it up there? There's not that many hotels up there. So I it's and I the haunting hotel. What is that one? Oh, the Stanley, the yeah. James Stanley or something. The, the wh- Stanley Hotel, the white one. Yes. Yeah. So we walked in. I actually have a video. It's one of my last videos of my dad. We're walking in, and the uh, like my dad's looking around, and there's only one window open, at all. And like the whole place because it's cold there. Yeah. And my dad was like, I dare you to go up there. And I was like, no, absolutely <laughs> fucking not. But we asked the story of it and they were like, we, it's just one of the windows that just always keeps getting opened and they don't open it. Because we even asked, we're like, why is there one window open? They're like, that's one of the rooms that's haunted. Like it just always is opened. That's insane. That's mm-hmm. like there's a hotel in um, San Francisco. There's a lot. Yeah. It has like that room, that one room. We stayed there actually, but nothing scary happened to us when we stayed at that hotel, we didn't stay in that room, but like you can actually specifically request haunted yeah, rooms. People love it. I mean, more power to you, but I could and, not. And have you seen the show where they like chase the, it's like ghost hunters yeah. or whatever. People love it and they do the research on it. Honestly, I appreciate them doing it. Cause I do believe it's real. So if we could get studies on it and like yeah. real life stuff, but I don't know. Okay. We have more stories. Do you have more? No, those are the okay. only ones that I got. Okay. I have more on email. So this is from Rachel. So she says, my spooky story was an Airbnb. <laughs> Perfect hope, timing, Rachel. I, ho- I hope it wasn't in Denver. Sorry. Okay. Me and my two best girlfriends always do a long weekend in Wilmington, North Carolina. Okay. So it's not in Denver. Coast is clear. We try to stay at a different Airbnbs every time we go. We live in New Jersey, so we always make a road trip out of it. It's about seven to eight hours. Cute. That's actually really fun. That actually is a fun idea. Anyways, we get there on a Thursday check-in and everything is great. I, she said anyways, not me. Like, anyways, shut the fuck up, Savannah. Okay. <laughs> anyways, we get there on a Thursday check-in. Everything is great. This Airbnb is like an older house, but it has a southern charm to it, and we loved it. Decorated so cute and very updated on, in, on the inside. No creepy vibes at all. We had an absolutely great weekend. We were so exhausted on our last night there which was a saturday night and we were set to check out and leave at 10 a.m on sunday the next morning we decided we were just going to have a chill movie night at the airbnb because we had done everything we wanted for the weekend all three of us were watching safe haven eating snacks having a great time we were all on the couch together and we hear this like whispering like whoosh sound almost like a cartoon when someone runs by you and you hear the sound of wind if that makes sense all three of us looked at one another and we were like who was that? And all of us were like, not me. So confused. It was very obvious sound that did not come from the movie either. Then out of nowhere, the entire room got freezing. She put that in all caps. So freezing. The temperature just completely dropped about 10 to 15 degrees and we were all shivering. We all picked up our phones and we were going to contact the Airbnb host to see if something had happened or if this was a haunted house. Not any of our phones had service. They all said SOS. 
while the entire weekend we were connected to Wi-Fi and had perfectly good phone service. The entire vibe of the house just felt off and not good at all. We all looked at each other and in about 15 minutes packed up our entire Airbnb, all of our clothes and belongings and left in the middle of the night. We got about two blocks from the Airbnb and all of our phones then started receiving our notifications and they all said sent like 10 minutes ago. We drove home the eight hours through the night. We don't know what it was and I don't know how to explain it, but we just knew it was a ghostly encounter and not a friendly one. We haven't been back to Wilmington since. My entire body again. <sighs> Why do you sip a wine after that one? That That's, would scare the shit out of me. That would scare the shit out of me. Like we I would leave too. Oh, I would have been like, I'm leaving my stuff. Just get in the car. Yeah, get in the car and let's go. I literally have a goosebumps on my legs right yeah. now. I can't imagine you in a paranormal. <laughs> I would cry. No, you would. I couldn't imagine that. Whenever I, like, literally, I was one of those kids that when I was younger, if I heard any noise, I would be so terrified because yeah. we read that book in, what was it, like, third or fourth grade, the Edgar Allan, I think it's Edgar Allan Poe, where he finds the heart under the floorboard. And ever since then, I've been terrified of this fucking heart under the floorboard. Not anymore, but when I was younger. So I would go in, like, fifth, sixth ever grade. Ever since then, not anymore, but. But, like, until I was old but enough I to understand. think about it. It is my Roman Empire. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, maybe there's a heart under there. I don't know. But I would go in, in my parents' room. Either if they, I couldn't wake them up to get in between them, I would pop, like literally make a bed on their floor and just sleep on their floor. I was like, they'll protect me. I'm safe. <laughs> I'm dead. That's so funny. The fucking heart in the floor. I hate scary shit. I hate it. This one's a short one. She just said, hi, ladies. Hello, Heather. Hello, Heather. Uh, she said, I wanted to share a little spooky story that still gives me goosebumps. I had this shelf above my sink. I had a vase that was full of flowers on that shelf. One night I was doing something in the kitchen and it came flying off straight at me. See, that's so freaky. My cat liked to jump up there. So I was fully ready to yell at him. I look over and he's fast asleep on the couch. My husband and I locked eyes and he said, what just happened? What did just happen? How do you how do you explain that? You don't have any explanation for that. Heather, did you move? <laughs> Heather, did you burn it all down? <laughs> Heather, is the cat okay? And Are you the, okay? Did the vase make it out alive? Yeah, the cat was asleep on the couch. And how were the flowers? Did the flowers? Yeah, they did. <laughs> did they make it? That it would be so terrifying to have something just all, like the fridge door. Like yeah. something that you can't make you can't up. explain. Yeah, it, and it's just like that happened. But I don't even know how to say that that yeah. happened. And you don't have it on camera, so nobody even believes you. It's hard. Right. And you're like, I sound crazy, but I promise it did happen. She said, I have another one. My older nephew lives with us. He said one day he came out of his room and looked in the front room and it looked like the door was open. We always keep it closed. He said he saw the door open and someone standing in the doorway. He was the only one in the house. It still gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. I literally just got goosebumps again. Anytime you see a figure that is like, ooh, 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 nope. Mm-mm. I, the mm. goosebumps on my legs right now are so ridiculous yeah no thank you i remember reading this um Ooh. i remember reading a spooky story when i was a kid and it was like um it was about this guy or like this girl lived alone or whatever and she kept feeling like like a pain in her back and she didn't know what it was for like the longest time she's like i just have like this little pain and finally she brought it up to someone and they're like oh yeah you have like a little scratch on your back and I don't know how or what happened but they ended up like she called somebody the whatever I don't fucking know what the storyline was but a homeless man was living in her house and under her bed at night he was like trying to get up and stab her but his knife wasn't long enough yeah, and instead of, like, coming out from under the bed and, like, killing her, he was literally just sleeping under her bed, like, trying to kill her through the mattress for whatever fucking reason. Yeah, I'm like... That is terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's scary when it's, like, a real person because you think, like, okay, like, that is... That could happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. Literally anyone. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. New fear unlocked. Thank you for that. No, literally. <laughs> Checking under the bed again. I did that in my youth, but now I gotta do it again. <laughs> my mom, when she... So we were younger. I think I was about 14, 15. Honestly, I don't remember. But she was at work and she was working really late. And it was dark because it was the middle of winter. So obviously, you're, you know, it gets dark at like 4 p.m. in the middle of winter. 
she was going out to her car and all of a sudden she saw she was the only one there because my mom worked late she worked like six or seven her car was there she did the automatic starter because it's the middle of winter this was before she parked underground in the parking lot under there and all of a sudden out of the corner eye she was walking out she was talking to my dad on the phone and she saw this car in the corner like the very end of the lot far corner and it had its lights on and my mom started her car so they're like she's like oh okay like there's another car in the parking lot she just watched it for a second and it slowly came around the front of the door. The doors are locked, then parked right by her car and stopped by her car. Hey, people. And my mom's like, what the fuck? So she hides behind like this little fake plant that's in the entryway and just watches them. They sit by her car for a minute. Then they go back to their corner, do it again. And they go around the parking lot. They're taking the perimeter of the parking lot. This time their lights are off. Did she call the cops? So my, she was on the phone with my dad and my dad's like, call the police. Like, do not go out there. The doors are locked. Just stay inside till the police get there. Police get there. And before they get there, these guys finally took off. Like not even 90 seconds. My mom said before the cops got there, they took off. Of course. So the cops get there. They go to her car. Her tires were slashed. And so they were like, thank God you called us because they were investigating a sex trafficking ring and you were probably going to be their next victim. And they knew that you were walk- walking out late and this was your late night. And it was her only late night. Like, so they were waiting specifically for her. They were waiting specifically for her. And she, she was like, I, she's like, literally this gives me goosebumps to this day because she was like, if I would have just walked out and I wasn't paying attention, I would have been kidnapped. Like, yeah. And she said it was two guys and they switched spots halfway through like the drive and like weird. Yeah. And it was, I wonder why. I don't know if they, I don't know if it was just like one of That's them a real was thing. stronger but that was so scary i preach all the time about like being prepared and like mm-hmm. aware of your surroundings savannah my cousin and i we were taking um we were going down to the egan outlet mall yeah and Ooh. we were like we had just pulled in and i saw like these two guys come out around the corner like of the neighborhood you know like mm-hmm. the egan outlet malls yeah kind of like in a neighborhood and i like watched them like sitting at a stop sign i was like oh, okay whatever because i didn't have a stop and so I just kept going and they pulled out and they followed us through. And I'm like, okay, so now we're in like the outdoor parking lot. Yeah. And they're following us up and down every single aisle. And I'm sitting here like, okay, that's weird because there's been plenty of seats or spots they could park in. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be prepared. And now we go under to like the underground parking. And I'm like, still, they're still following us through there. I go all the way up to where there's like nobody parked at all. They still don't park. So I'm like, okay, this is weird. Finally, I go back into like, there's this family walking. I pull into a parking spot. They pull into one. And then um, I'm like waiting, waiting, waiting. And after the family like passes behind Savannah's a nice car, because I pulled into like, I pulled straight through. So I was like in a parking spot, but I could only, I could pull straight out. They then, once the family passed us, they moved from this parking spot. They moved directly right behind us. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? So finally I like move out of there. I go park right by the security and he was sitting in his car and I was like, Hey, just like, so, you know, this is what's up. This is what's happening. And he was like, okay, I get like Savannah and I go into the store. We're only getting one thing. Like we literally only had to get one thing. One of the guys gets out of the car. Mind you, they have hoodies on. It's in the middle of summer. They also have big glasses on and they had their COVID masks on. Oh, scary. And it wasn't like COVID was already done for. And we like go into the store, we get out, we can't see the guy. Like the security is still, like security is walking with us. And I'm sitting here like, if I would not have paid attention and I just parked and got out of our car, like what would have happened? Right. It's literally just being aware and just taking that extra two seconds, look around. Like it is so scary because you never know. We could never have know. never seen you again. Like that's the scary part is like people are so capable of making people disappear mm-hmm. nowadays when, oh, that's yeah. their, when that's their skill and what they do for work. Yeah. Like, that is terrifying. It's disgusting. Ooh. And we're worth a lot of money too. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Like women are worth a shit. Women are worth a lot of money. I'm like, damn, I don't even get a cut of that. Like, (laughs) okay. Wait a second. If you're going to just, right. You're selling me on the black market. Can I at least like get a designer bag or some shit to make this worth it? Jeez. They're so rude. Literally. (laughs) Um, I was going to see if they had any stories online, but think if I have any other spooky stories. I wanted to find like, cause there's a lot of ones online. There's a lot of paranormal ones online. Yeah. I love it. The paranormal stuff freaks me out because it's just so you can't explain it. Like, okay, let's read through these and see if these are even good. This one says I was, it wasn't a little girl is the title. I was camping with my husband and his family at a small remote lake in New Mexico. There were about 10 people in our group and another group of six people in the next campsite over. 
It was nighttime and both groups were doing typical activities, making s'mores, having a few drinks, telling stories, when all we heard was what sounded like a little girl screaming out for help. Neither group had children with them, but we were all positive when we heard a little girl and decided to start searching the area when we heard the noises. There was a field behind our campsites, and when we all saw a very tall, pure white figure standing maybe 100 feet away from us in the field making the noises, we all agreed this thing looked maybe six feet tall, skinny, and as white as can be. We made our way closer to investigate, but whatever it was was that we saw started backing off as we got closer, and it just disappeared into the trees. All night, we continued to hear the little girl calling for help as we tried to sleep. Oh, no. Nope. Uh Uh-uh. That's terrifying. It's so... Well, at least they're with a group. I feel like if I was with a group and had something like that happen, I would be like, okay, we're all in this together. Like, at least there's people that can, like, back it up that it did happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not just, like, me being insane. Otherwise, I might be concerned that I'd be going insane. Yeah, absolutely. Like, 100%. Literally. If I saw a white six-foot figure that sounds like a little child, oh, yeah, I would think I'd be going insane. If people weren't there to back up my story. This is good. Okay, the unrest stuff is what this one says. <laughs> I'm like sweating. I'm like, I love these. Scary. These are so fun. I used to read these for funsies in middle school. I'm not exaggerating. I know I'm a little <laughs> fucking fucked up. It's okay. I was driving across country with my mom and sister when I was 16 and my sister was 20. It was late, but we were all well rested, still and alert. When driving along an interstate and needed gas and a bathroom break, so we stopped at the only rest stop in 200 miles. There was a van full of teenagers on a road trip at the gas station, as well as a small gray car parked at the pump in front of us with two young men still, still outside of it. When we got there, everything felt wrong. We'd been on the road for days and seen many rest stops at night and had never been afraid until then. My mom and sister went inside and I stayed in the car. I had heard the teenagers say they were creeped out and couldn't get the pump to work. And then they left in a hurry. I was watching the car in front of us and the two men had not moved at all. Not an inch. They weren't talking. They weren't on their phones. They were just standing there still as stone. My sister and mom came running back out to the car, and when they got in, the two men slowly slowly turned to look at us while not moving or pivoting the rest of their bodies, and I swear to fucking shit, when we all saw the same thing, they all had, they had eyes dark as pitch and empty, truly empty, not black, not reflecting any light, just a void. We sped out of there and didn't stop until we were in the next city. The worst thing about the entire experience, we couldn't find the place on any map. We knew exactly which spot on the interstate to look and we couldn't find it on Google Maps or even the paper map that we had. We even asked locals about the creepy gas station out on that stretch of road and, and got confused looks. We've traveled on the inter- interstate since and there is no rest stop. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so this ghost just invented a fucking rest stop? Apparently. They're getting so crafty nowadays. They're getting so crafty. They got a lot of resources. Holy shit, that's terrifying. See, These are so entertaining to me. I can't, in that situation, I can't stop. In I'm that like, situation, I would think I'm going crazy. Yeah. If there yeah, was yeah. no rest stop. Yeah. Like, what? Thank God that she was with people. Yeah. When Haley and I were driving from Florida to Minnesota, we stopped at this middle of fucking nowhere. And it was called, I want to say Salem, but it wasn't Salem. But it was like a place like Salem. God, it was it was like a fucking creepy ass name town. And we stopped and it was like the scariest, eeriest, creepiest, darkest, weirdest. Like you can just feel it. Like it's heavy. You yes. can feel the energy change. Vibes and shift. are not high. Yes. Literally. Okay. This one's titled that came for us in the graveyard. I don't <gasps> know if I want to read this. I'll be chilling at my dad's headstone. Like what the fuck? Graveyards are so scary. They really are. Actually, I don't know. I like my dad's a lot. I feel like that makes sense. I mean, I feel like if you have someone that you know that's there. There are really creepy ones, though. Yeah, like my um, one that my grandpa is in is in Green Bay in the middle of nowhere. And like, I remember going there and I'm like, creepy vibes. Ooh, creepy vibes. I feel like some like the really old. Where you can barely read the headstones. Yes, those are. I also don't like the ones that are like in the middle of. You know how like they're in the middle of like a full new development that are modern and they have this like old ass graveyard. Yeah. And then you go in and people have had like pictures have you ever seen pictures where people put like the pictures on their gravestones? Yeah. Freaks me the fuck out. I'm like, I don't want to like, I don't want to see what they look like. I don't want to see what they look like. That gives me like, yeah. 
Okay. We were driving my friend's really old beat up Subaru through a massive graveyard. One Subaru is the, the first red flag. And the fact that you were doing that for fun is the second red flag. We stopped and walked down a hill and came across a little pond. There was something sitting on a rock on the other side of the pond. Run. The figure was all black and we couldn't make out any features other than the fact that it looked like a man who was wearing some old style top hat. That is very common in these stories. We stupidly waved and shouted, hi. He didn't show any acknowledgement and continued sitting still on the rock. All of a sudden, he jumped to his feet and started running to us on the water and then vanished in the thin water about halfway through the pond. My friends and I screamed and ran back to the car. The car wouldn't start. And we heard something banging on the back of the car. It wasn't a constant bang, but every few few seconds we would hear it. Nobody was outside from what we could see in the dark, but something was making a noise on top of the car. I opened my phone and started dialing my mom to come give us a boost, but I had no service. None of us had any cell service. The next 30 minutes, we spent trying to get her car started. No banging was heard afterwards, but we felt this heavy pressure around us. Finally, the car started and she hit the she hit pedal to the metal. We sped out of the graveyard so fast, immediately crossing the gates. All of our phones regained cell service. One thing I know for certain is that someone or something was out there and it was not an animal or a human. You know, uh-uh. That's terrifying. That is so scary. Mm-hmm. That is not for me. I'm not going and to graveyard. your won't start. Well, and the no service thing, that's scary. Like, yeah. I can't even imagine, like, if your card never would have started, one of you would have had to get out. Who is yeah. the person you're going to sacrifice to this being? I would have waited till morning. It depends on how late. I don't know. I, w- I don't know what I would do. I would not get out of that car. I wouldn't get out of that car either. I think I would. I would just hope someone will come look for me. I would rather file a, pl- like, a missing police report. That's missing so scary. Oh, my God. I can't stop. It was good to see an old friend. <laughs> That's what this one's titled. When I was 37, I went to my high school reunion. I flew to the nearest airport and rented a car. The distance was about 35 miles through a very rural and almost abandoned part of the country. About three minute miles outside of town, I see someone on the side of the road flagging me down. It turned out that it was one of the guys I attended school with. Jim, not his real name, gets in the car and we start talking. I had not seen him in 20 years. Oh, fuck. But he still looked the exact same, maybe a little older. Oh, no. When we got to town and I asked him if he wants to come to the VFW to have a drink, he says, no, just take me home. Jim's parents had lived only a few blocks from my grandpa, my grandmother's house, and I turned in that direction. But he said for me to take him to the outskirts of town. There was a mobile home park out there, and I figured that was where he lived. When we reached the end of the turn off, he said, just drop me here. It was good to see you again. And he just walks off into the night. Oh, God. I got to the VFW, met some of my old classmates, and we start to talk. As we were talking about who is coming to the reunion, I mentioned that I had just picked up Jim three miles east of town and had dropped him off. Everyone got really quiet, including the guy singing karaoke, stopped and laid down his mic. My cousin goes as white as his t-shirt. Hey, Barb. Jim died on that curve eight years ago where you picked him up. He rolled his car. We were all at his funeral. I started feeling really dizzy and I went out to the car to take some deep breaths. There on the seat is the local newspaper printed eight years ago containing Jim's obituary. I don't know how the paper got there, but I still have the paper. That is... So I knew right away. I knew right away when I was when he said he didn't want to go for drinks. I was like, oh, shit. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Holy shit. That is so you can't explain that. You literally cannot explain that. What do you do with that? Like, yeah. And how do all the like all the people around are like, wait, is this a real story? Like, is he joking? Like, well, and that poor guy, he's probably like, am I insane? And then to have the newspaper, though, in eight-year-old newspaper be fresh printed yeah that's fucking and how'd scary. you get it that's so scary and the fact that where he found him was the exact place he rolled his vehicle and passed well people are drawn to specific spots my body is literally like i cannot get over how fucking scary that is well they like had a whole conversation yeah like that is wild yeah and like he looked real enough to be a real human and he opened the door to the car yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> so basically you can't Wait, even those trust are humans. like facts that now you're actually starting yeah he probably like because he i don't yeah. assume walked around to the other side of the car and like opened the door for a ghost like the right. ghost would have opened the door so cool great ghost looks like real human now and they can open things i thought that was like not a thing that they could do that is terrifying you know what i mean like how do you know then Ugh. okay this one says my mother attracted evil <gasps> great poor mom after my parents divorced when I was a teenager, I lived with my mother. I experienced lots of paranormal activity happening. Several times when I was reading in my bed, the room would start to feel really icy. Next is it would feel as if something slash somebody that hated me was just staring at me. When I got that feeling, I would leave the room and come back an hour later. Sometimes during the day, I would see a shadow figure sneaking along my bedroom walls. That's creepy. Something in the flat was pretending to be my dog. I went into my room and I heard a deep growl from under the bed. My dog wasn't capable of making a noise that deep. It sounded like either a really big dog or a man was doing his best dog impersonation. Oh, no. Other times, my dog would whimper and pace in the room next to me, but wouldn't come when was when being called as if he was afraid of something hiding in the hallway. When I moved in with my father, it all stopped. <laughs> Not the dog. Not the dog. Not the dog. Not the dog. You I'm scare the dog. So you're dead. A, you're a bad spirit if you scare the dog. You're a bad spirit if you scare the dog. For sure. That is so. That's Guys, yeah. Well, and then it's like you think about it. These people have to like go on living their lives with this scary encounter. Like that would knock me on my ass for at least a solid week. Yeah, at least a solid yeah. week. I couldn't live there. Oh heck no. I would have to move. Oh, 100%. I would, and I wouldn't want to take anything like with me. I'd be like, this is all like contaminated yeah. now. Like I'm out. I just don't like the thought of it, especially the evil ones that are yeah. like tormenting you for funsies. It's like, no, thank you. That's not fun for me. Yeah, no. And it's like, why that person? Usually it's the place more than the person I feel like. Yeah. Like it's like they're like drawn to that place, kind of like the road yeah. where he passed. Like they're drawn to that place. Yeah. And that's what's tethering it's like, them. Okay, what happened here? Yeah. That's why I'm like, I will never go through like one of those places that like people were like mass killed or like any of those really like horror. Oh, really? Oh, never. Like museums or whatever. Museums. Isn't there one like the, the Holocaust I locations? Would go you can go there. I would go through that, but I wouldn't go to like where they actually occurred. No, that's what I'm saying. Not the museum itself, but like the. Like in. Those, um, like the crematories are still yeah. up and stuff. Oh, I wouldn't. I couldn't walk through there. I could not. I don't know if I could or not. I haven't, I don't really think that way. I feel like it would be so interesting to see the actual history of it. I, but I don't piece. think of that. Mm-hmm. I guess I never thought of that of like all those people just taken too soon by, by evil. You know what I mean? I'm like, that like is so yeah. like, I wouldn't do it just cause I'm like, that would give me the thought process of welcoming something that I shouldn't. I'm like, oh, the history is so fascinating. I think that that's something that should always be around, but I don't want to walk through anything like that. I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. And they always do feel really heavy too. Even yeah. like cemeteries when you're there, it just feels heavy. Yeah. It's just something that our brains as humans cannot understand. Like death, we cannot understand. Yeah. We just can't. And they're on spooky deaths and it's even more scary. What a day. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. If you are listening or if you shared any stories with us, we are so thankful for you. We hope that you don't have any scary encounters today. And today is a wonderful candy filled holiday for you. Yes. And then go buy the discount candy tomorrow. And don't forget, it's probably already on discount today. Probably is, actually. actually. <laughs> so. I'm going to run to the store for sure. <laughs> Make sure you test for diabetes in the next few days. See you next week. See ya. Bye.